From shamans to scientists, mediums to masterminds, cannabis to LSD. Spark joy, spark curiosity, and spark a joint. Because you're listening to... Aloha friends and welcome to the Budding Mind Podcast. I'm Brooke Bergstaller and today's guest is an incredible woman. Angela White is an equity for industry program manager at Success Centers. She helps folks impacted by inequality and the war on drugs find careers and follow entrepreneurial paths, particularly in the cannabis industry. Angela developed the budding industry job shop for Success Centers and created partnerships with Oaksterdam University and Hood Incubator. She makes it possible for people to find jobs in weed who otherwise might not have had the resources to do so. She is literally helping people create better lives and opportunities for themselves, and that kind of makes her an angel in my book. Friends, have a listen to our interview with Angela White. Angela, I would love to know how you personally got started in cannabis and where this relationship's inception is really oriented. Okay. Well, um, of course, years ago when I was uh, a young mother, uh, I suffered with migraines and uh, I had been going back and forth to my doctor. And finally, she said, you know, off the record, and she started whispering. (laughs) She said, I've tried you on every medication, and there's so many side effects. Um, Why don't you just go buy yourself a dime bag of weed? And I was like, what? (laughs) Wow. I love this doctor. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, of course, I went and tried it, and um, it worked. and And once I started my regimen uh when i would get symptoms of the migraines uh, i hit the joint one time uh and hold it in and blow it out and it would take my symptoms away and so that has been my regimen for over i would say 40 years <laughs> wow and i haven't had a migraine so no way yeah yeah i'm new to getting migraines and it's really starting to freak me out And I actually haven't enlisted the help of my favorite plant friend in like the immediacy of those experiences. So Mm -hmm. when you get a migraine and I have like the visual side effects of migraines too, the squiggly lines and all that stuff and the the little flashing. um, Yeah. Yeah. I had all that, but mine was even worse because I'm, well, I don't know what your, uh, the extent of yours is, but it would be so bad that I would have to be in a dark room with a band, you know, bandana across my eyes because I couldn't take any light. And uh, once I started the marijuana um, medication, uh, it changed my life. You know, I could spend more time with my kids. And, you know, when you're sick like that, you you don't really understand the devastation that it has on family life. So mm. marijuana changed my life. <laughs> wow. That's such a beautiful story. Thank you. you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I I know you're saying you have them, but everyone and everyone's body is different, but I would just try it and see if it works. Yeah. 
I haven't had too many of them and haven't been like around cannabis at the time to be able to mend to myself in that moment. But now I'm not like excited for the next one, but <laughs> you know, of course I've heard that cannabis can be very helpful for those situations. So yes. I'll report back. I'll report back. Okay. 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 And so then of course I, you know, many great people in cannabis, their foundation begins with a personal relationship with the plant. But at some point you then went on to study cannabis at Oaksterdam University, which for those who don't know is a literal university where you can study all about this plant in a myriad different ways. So what made you want to embark on this journey here? And what was it that you studied? I, I studied cannabis business and I'll go back to even those days of being a young mother. And uh, once I tried the plant and uh, I saw the medical benefits from it, um, I wanted to go to Oaksterdam, but at that time we couldn't afford to go. So when I, uh, so later on, I um, was very instrumental in helping uh, two of my friends uh, launch the first medical marijuana dispensary in East Palo Alto, California. And then we uh, went to San Jose. So I helped with that launch also and actually did a lot of the work. You know, um, I was a painter by trade uh, during that time. So I helped, you know, do some of the layout and the, you know, painting and decorating of the actual facility and became manager there. Um, and then forward, fast forward to how I got to success centers and um, brought in, I was uh, speaking to uh, Liz Jackson Simpson, who is our CEO here. And um, I, I introduced to her by my daughter. And so while I was at uh, Yoga Wana Studio in San Jose, um, we we had a, um, a product and, and uh, we did some cannabis infused incense. Um, and we were at the, what was it? The HempCon, the first one that was in San Jose and we were doing all that kind of stuff. So I had a background in cannabis. And so um, Liz was looking for someone who had a background in cannabis. And so my daughter tells, and this is actually before I met Liz, she goes, why don't you call my mom? She says, cause I want to start a program for cannabis, you know, and I don't know anything about it. And so my daughter said, call my mom. She said, your mom. And I, <laughs> she's like, yeah, call my mom. So I talked to Liz for a while. We talked probably about maybe 30, um, uh, 60, um, I'm sorry, six months or so on the phone, you know, and she was asking me, how would I do it? And I was just, you know, letting her know things that, you know, you need to set up, you know, the job market. Things are different with cannabis companies, not like the big companies that hire on uh, mass scale. Um, and so um, <clears throat> she calls me out the blue one day. She says, uh, Angela, I need you. And I said, oh, what do you need? And she's like, I need you to come work for me. And so I said, OK, when do you want me to start? She said yesterday. So I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh man, I want I want to work in cannabis. This is this is something awesome. It's going to be an awesome opportunity. So with that said, I went to Oaksterdam one night on a um, just a whim because someone had called me and said, you know, we're having this event, um, and I want you to come. And um, so I said, okay, I'll come. And when I got to the event, there was Libby Shaft, um, Dale Sky Jones. Uh, her husband was up on the stage. There were a lot of, of uh, pioneers in the industry up talking. And so um, after it was over, I went up to Dale. She was talking with uh, uh, Nicole Howell. 
and uh, which is a, a cannabis attorney, right? Uh-huh, I didn't know yeah. all this right there, right? Yeah, yeah. So all these great people, right? <laughs> and so um, I, first I went up to Jeff Jones, which is her husband. And I said, Jeff, I said, I'm Angela. I want to thank you for, you know, making it possible for me to have a job in this industry. And I told him what it was that I was working with San Francisco Verified Equity, trying to help them get a start in the industry. And um, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, any kind of help that we could get from the school uh, to, to educate our folks. And so he goes, you need to meet my wife. And so he turned to me around and says, honey, <laughs> you need to meet this woman. So I started telling them what I told Jeff and Nicole and uh, uh, Dale looked at each other and then they looked back at me and they looked at each other and they said, you're the person we've been looking for. So it was just that time. And, and like, you know, if you're thinking of doing something, you know, um, or going somewhere, go with your conscience, you know, just if that, if they're, if they're telling you to go, go get up and go, you know? Mm. So um, yeah, from that relationship, we gave out over um, 260 scholarships to the marginalized community. Um, I was also attended the cannabis business course, like I said, and went through that. And I knew that this was going to be a fantastic opportunity for folks coming from our community. So yeah, that's, that's basically how it started. Wow. That was such a beautiful timeline. Thank you for taking us on that journey. <laughs> wow. 260 scholarships. And I'm sure that's and counting. And counting. Yes. Are- we, we're not giving out scholarships like we were before, um, but we do get them occasionally. What they will do is if they have openings, they always call me, Angela, we have some extra seats, you know, because they're, they're, you know, they're pricey for folks from coming from our community. And, you know, I just love Oaksterdam and Dale and the staff over there. So yeah, they're, they're some awesome folks and they really care about what happens with uh, our community. I call them the equity community. Beautiful. Wow. That's so awesome. And so uh, when you began at Success Centers, you were bringing the cannabis leg to this organization and helping to provide opportunities for those impacted by the war on drugs to find employment and education and all of these things. But in a broader sense for those listening, can you tell us what Success Centers is and then what your, um, your aspect of it specifically is? Yes, Success Centers is, um, I would say, a wonderful company to be a part of. Um, We have been in business for over 45 years, or 40 years or so, yeah, 40 plus years. Um, We work with folks from the marginalized community, training them in construction. Uh, We have a school where we teach them uh, to help them get their diploma or GED. Uh, We also have a coding school. We have an arts program. Uh, We help um, folks get placed in our um, uh, in hospitality, um, this most industry, but they never had, um, I would say, a cannabis program per se. So when I walked through the door, um, we began um, the hiring events, which at the time I'd called it the cannabis industry uh, job shop. Um, but, but because we're a nonprofit, we had to be careful about using the word cannabis. <laughs> wow. No way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very thin line between, um, you know, what you can do. We are non-plant touching. I should say that. Um, uh, so, um, we changed it to the budding industry job shop. So now that's what, what it's called. Um, we have, uh, employers 
from throughout the industry come in and do kind of like a TED talk to uh, job seekers. Uh, where they can meet them up close and personal, uh, talk about, you know, the, what who they're looking for, the characteristics of the person they're trying to hire, you know, the job description itself. They'll talk about rate, um, pay, rate, rate of pay, um, and kind of give them the the um, idea of what it's like to work a day at their company. And it's been very successful. Uh, we have the most hires in San Francisco uh, for cannabis employment uh, through that and a great retention rate. Wow. That is so incredible. That's a powerful stat to hold on. Right. To. Congrats. Angela. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, we also do uh, the following day, a resume clinic, cannabis resume clinic, where we're working with um, recruiters, headhunters. Uh, one of them uh, in particular is Liz Gale, um, and she's awesome. And when they come in, they don't have a resume or they have an idea of an old resume, but they are so good. Liz Gale, um, Peter, um, Matt, uh, Maxwell from the Apothecarium, um, they work with these folks. And when they come out of it, they have a resume. They're doing mock interviews with them as well. And now we're getting ready to do uh, the LinkedIn profile with uh, Sammy Ma from uh, Columbia Care. So it's it's a growing program. We, we want to try to <laughs> do as much as we can. And all of our services are free. So obviously everything that you're mentioning, resume building and LinkedIn and all of these resources and things that you're teaching people are advantageous to literally anyone. Like I can't figure out LinkedIn for the life of me. So I would love right? <laughs> guidance, most certainly. And you're helping prepare people for the workforce in like a very organized and um, yeah, accessible way. But you are, how, how do people find you is what I'm curious. Like how, how does anyone know to go to success centers and who is it that you say, okay, we will work with you? Um, well, so success centers is considered the last house on the block, meaning we turn no one away. <laughs> um, when folks come through our door, if they're looking for employment, you know, can, the cannabis industry is a little different because, um, you know, um, it is reentry friendly, but only for folks who have a cannabis conviction. That's pretty much the, yeah. the thing there. And it, that, that kind of saddens me. And I'm going to try to work to change that because if you want to reinvent yourself, and that's the word I always use with people, you can reinvent yourself at any moment, you know? Um, so um, we don't turn anyone away because we have other fields. Uh, we have a reentry program here where we can uh, help assist people in jobs in other industries. So we're, we're, we're cool there. So any and everyone is welcome here. We don't care what your gender is. We don't care how old you are. If you want to work, you know, uh, you come to Success Centers and we'll help you. Uh, we have a website um, that's uh, successcenters.org. Um, we also are on social media, Instagram, Twitter, you know, so you can look us up, uh, Facebook <laughs> or Meta, whatever they're calling it now, <laughs> but we're, we're everywhere we need to be. Um, and then, of course, we're located in the Fillmore um, in, in San Francisco uh, in the Safely Plaza. So you can find us or you can give us a call at our main number, 415-549-7000. 
How about that? Well, I've never had a phone number plugged on the podcast, <laughs> but I certainly, if anyone gets that number and calls Angela, please just let me know so I can have that full circle enjoyment as well. So incredible. And so when it comes to helping people find their way um, entering into this cannabis space, you mentioned something about re-entry being limited uh, to those who have previously been convicted of cannabis crimes, but maybe it doesn't extend across the bar to other situations. What are some other trends, both positive and negative, that you're noticing when it comes to cannabis employment? What are people looking for or what aren't they looking for? Or, Well, I think the, the new folks that are coming in just want to get in. Most people holler, I want to be a bartender, you know, <laughs> because that's all they really know, you know, about cannabis. But the cannabis industry is really open to other folks with other talents that have worked in other industry, uh, we need everything in cannabis. You know, it's very similar to other markets. The rules are a little bit different, but it's still, you know, an industry. And so that's what I kind of want to instill in people. And it's a professional industry, you know, um, and it's becoming, I think, more corporate. Um, but one, one of the trends that I'm seeing now with uh, after COVID is the fact that, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, died seriously. And you can see that a lot of these positions are being open and they aren't being filled. Um, <clears throat> and so for those that, um, you know, are trying to employ, I think they need to come up with better ways to entice people to work at their companies. I mean, it's a job seekers market right now. Um, you know, it, it really is. And so things have changed, you know, and I've been speaking with recruiters and they're understanding that as well. So if whether it's an a, um, entry level or a higher level position, you want to be an inviting company for folks to want to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. So it's a seller's market but it's an employee's market as well. <laughs> as well, yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, just back to the, the re-entry aspect, I don't think people realize how large of a component that is, particularly in the cannabis space. People are thankfully becoming more and more educated about the fact that there are 40,000 people serving time for cannabis crimes. And even if we Absolutely. expunge those crimes, even if these people are granted clemency, the buck does not stop there. Um, no, because, because we, yeah, we, we did a, we did a re-entry um, um, uh, conference. Um, I think it was last year. And some of the simple things that people take for granted, like, you know, when you went in, you know, they didn't have cell phones, <laughs> some of the folks. So when they're coming out, you know, there's a, a whole new world that people have to reacclimate themselves to. And so, uh, you know, like, like cell phones and the computer world, everything has changed. So, you know, we want to get people, we have job readiness training for those that are coming out of reentry um, to get them, you know, acclimated to that. Um, we're helping people with, we have a burial removal program, say some folks uh, that don't have a computer laptop, um, if they wanted to go into the coding program, that's one of the things that they will receive is a laptop for the coding program. And I've been trying to incorporate that also into uh, our cannabis programming because, you know, we had, um, uh, uh, we just recently launched 
last year. Uh, we got three had three cohorts in it, but it was called the um, dispensary um, internship training that we did here. It called Equity Pathways that um, was uh, money funded for from us, from the mayor, that she removed money from the police department to create this Dream Keepers Initiative. Right, right. Wow, we love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, and so what we did was we were partnered with uh, Meadow uh, San Francisco, um, um, the parent company, and several other um, employer partners uh, that are taking the interns once they finish with us. And so what they're doing is they're learning, um, you know, the history of cannabis, um, dispensary operations 101, um, that's taught through um, Jasmine Hill over at, um, at the parent company. She does an awesome job of giving people front end and back end um, education you know, so they're coming in well-rounded. And when they finish our program, they are, you know, they know how to, to do the metal POS system. So they're able, able to go into companies. Um, and even if the company doesn't have the metal POS system, once you've learned the POS system, you can um, basically transfer over to trees or whatever, whatever POS system they're yeah. using. So we're finding that the, comp- the the employers that are bringing them on are saying they're just well-rounded. They can work front of house, they can work back of house, um, but these folks are trying to find what their niche would be. So it's an awesome program. <laughs> um, we, uh, we finished that up. Um, folks are still finishing up the 500 hours that they have to do on their, uh, what they call externships uh, in the companies. Um, they're paid $18 an hour. Um, while they earn while you learn and then but most of the folks are being brought on permanent so and that's what we want absolutely yeah and so you mentioned that you guys were able to receive money from the city itself and that you are a nonprofit organization I'm just curious about what those complications really look like having any hand in cannabis when it comes to um yeah, being being a nonprofit, is that a sticky arena? Do you find yourself having to deal with a lot of red tape or because you're non-plant touching, it's a little bit easier to navigate? We we stay in our lane. <laughs> uh, we're educators, uh, you know, and we do job placement, um, which is what we're here to do. We are a career center here in um, San Francisco, and that's what we've always done for every other industry. So we're, we're not stepping out of the um, our, our area. So mm-hmm. that's how we're able to maintain this. Um, of course there's lots of rules and we have to be careful with, with certain things, but, you know, for the most part, we are the only, uh, CBO in San Francisco nonprofit that actually, um, does cannabis work in the extent that we do it. And I take pride in that. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And Thank so you. I was also reading about, uh, success centers expungement clinic. Yes, we started doing an expungement clinic um, in the cannabis department um, because uh, I was, you know, talking to a lot of people who had criminal background, and so they, um, you know, were afraid. And I said, "Well, let me look into this." So they had a clean state program when we started, um, and we were working with Golden Gate University. Um, some of the law students that would come in and help us with the expungement. Uh, we're a partner with that on uh, with uh, the apothecarium. Um, and it's a very private event. We don't, you know, because people are having to go back and rehash and bring up those old things that happened to them. And mm. it's, it's a very emotional time for um, our participants. So 
we don't, um, you know, bother them too much. We just let them meet with the attorneys. And the thing is, like, when I get a call, it says, Miss Angela, I got my paperback and I'm free. You know, that feeling in itself is in hearing that and just the emotion that comes out of people that, you know, have don't have to look over their shoulder any, any longer. Um, it's rewarding, so rewarding in itself. So yes, we're doing that. It's a free service. Um, the folks that we're working with now, uh, we're um, <clears throat> because the the clean state program I think ended. I think that's what I, the word I want to say, um, where they were, um, you know, Golden Gate University was helping us, and one of the uh, young attorneys, who's now a real attorney, attorney full fledged attorney, uh, Kevin Dahlia, is with a uh, horse uh, legal counsel, and he comes in. Uh, and helps with the folks that are trying to get their records expunged. It's a beautiful thing. We need more of it. Yes. Uh, you know, and it's not just cannabis convictions that they're removing. It's anything that they have other than, you know, serious violent crimes or, you know, predatory stuff like that. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. My understanding is um, even knowing that you're eligible for expungement, can be very difficult. So even once you once you finally obtain that information, the process and the paperwork and all of this is just so arduous that for you guys to provide that resource and to make it this one-stop shop situation for people to really rehabilitate themselves uh, is mind-blowing, heart-expanding. It is right. so phenomenal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would like to mention also like our construction program, you know, it's a really great program. Um, they're building tiny houses uh, and it's at a different site from where I am, but they build these tiny houses and it's getting them prepared. They're doing pl- um, uh, electrical uh, sheetrock, roofing and all this stuff. And then they're able to be placed in uh, the, um, um, construction industry, um, we help them with tools. So, you know, there's always room for, if you don't want to do cannabis, uh, participate in that, you can also help us with our other, other programs. You know, we, mm. we do a lot for our community. Excellent. And are there any standout stories, whether it be someone you've worked with placing in the cannabis industry or construction or otherwise that you could share with us? Well, I have so many good stories. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, I really do. Um, so um, we've had folks that come from from other industry um, and went through our uh, construction uh, training, the equity pathway industry uh, dispensary training, um, got hired and was moved directly into management. I mean, you know, sometimes people are being overlooked. So those are good stories. I have lots of those kind of stories. Um, for for the um, um, for for placement in jobs, uh, I had the 2019 Bud Tender of the Year Award. <laughs> Winner was one of my clients. Oh my God, he won the trophy um, in in Vegas, and he came back. and I met him over in Oakland. And I'm I'm jumping around, screaming and crying like I won the award. That was one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we won an award, number one in the nation, you know. And so um, that was a good one. Um, you know, we work with uh, Reese Benton. You know, if you ever heard her story, um, she's a constant client. I'm actually she calls me her mentor. Uh, we still work with her we have uh what's called the equity for industry workshops that we have 
Uh, again, we're bringing in industry professionals to give us all of the nuances of the industry where we're educating people um, how to manage a cash-only business. I mean, we've had so many um, workshops, uh, intellectual property workshops, uh, teaching them about all that, how predatory practices that are done in the industry. You know, we have verified equity who are able to open a dispensary and they want to make sure that they're pairing up with the right people. So we want to make sure they're doing that. And from those workshops alone, we've had Cindy De La Vega um, came through our program. Uh, she is now the first Latina female uh, owner of a dispensary part in a partnership of um, Stizzy Union Square. Uh, we have Kareem Mayfield, who is at 415, Authentic 415 uh, partnership, it has a dispensary now. Uh, we Sean Richards from Burners on Hate. Uh, he's now the first um, equity black male to come through the system and have a business that's vibrant. And then of course, Reese, the only sole proprietor of a black female in San Francisco to, to be a sole proprietor of her own dispensary and delivery service. So I'm excited. I love <laughs> these people. I watch them grow. <laughs> And we have several in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. Damien Posey over at um, Harborside just opened his business. So I get wow. to go to these grand openings and it really feels, you know, like um, it's, it's just a wonderful feeling. And so uh, I, I saw one of the questions that you sent and it was about, you know, what what um, impact that you want to leave. You know, yes. I, I was just going to ask, yeah, how does all of this feel for you emotionally? It, it, it feels wonderful. My thing is this, you know, um, some years down the road, maybe someone will talk about Miss Angela, you know, in a way my grandkids will hear this like, grandma, you know, uh, leaving a legacy of really helping and being instrumental um, in people's lives and, you know, walking them through the directions that they need to go in and that I impacted their life in a positive way and they're on their, their, their way to being, uh, you know, a, a, a viable citizen, you know, that's the legacy that, you know, me personally, I want to leave uh, with this industry. You are <laughs> quite simply, <laughs> quite simply, you are. I know that the stories that you shared are just the tip of the iceberg of the lives that you've impacted. And it's really phenomenal to hear all about your work and how, I mean, I'm excited and know that it will continue to expand. So thank you for sharing so much of your story with us. Um, I do have one final question for you. Okay. That's a getting to know Angela question. <laughs> so you have the, uh, the budding cannabis job what was that the called? budding the budding industry job shop the budding industry job shop this is the budding mind podcast when i read that i was like oh okay cool we're both oh we're both budding right. uh, but <laughs> i i love to ask my guests something tangible for the listeners about you if there is a a book a documentary a quote a story a trip to another country, something that has opened or changed your mind that you could share with us? Well, I would think one of the profound, it's not so much about going anywhere else, but I've had people that have attended our class uh, from other countries and how they aren't quite where we are yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, I when I hear Reese's story, um, 16, single parent, 
um, dealing and doing all this on her own by herself. She lost her grandparents to uh, the war on drugs, crack cocaine addiction, um, just a remarkable story for a young girl, single mom, to be able to grasp and obtain uh, a business uh, where she's now, you know, so she's, she's okay. You know what I mean? And um, I just want people to know that this is not easy to do um, by any means, but to do it alone, you know? And when she talks about, she didn't have an attorney to help her. She told the people that she was dealing with to write it in terms she could understand. Who does that? Reese does that. (laughs) So it's those kind of stories and, 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 uh, you know, sharing that with, with the community that you're, you know, we've had um, redlining, we have all these things and that are, you know, working against us, you know, being in this country, um, but you can forge your way through that, you know, with, with resources. And that's what I'm here for, to help people and to find people that will come in, like, uh, you know, with the 280 tax code, um, you know, and all these different things that, you know, are barriers, you know what I'm saying? And, and I can help kind of remove some of that stuff. I mean, that has changed my life. This whole, it's, working in this industry and doing what I'm doing, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's a passion for me. And so, yeah, I'll just stop there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. Okay. So you already gave us the phone number and the website link, and I will include all of that information in the episode description. So if anyone is looking to reach out to Angela or success centers, that will be available to you. And otherwise, Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for the work that you're doing in this space and beyond. And um, when we hop off this call, or maybe I'll just ask you now, what would be the best way for someone to help success centers? Well, there's so many ways. We have in-kind donation, which would be donating your time to help me with some of these workshops. I need industry professionals to come in and talk about everything. When I ask people say, well, what do you want to to present on? I'll tell them, you tell me what your, your expertise is and we'll find a way to get it in here because we need everything. Awesome. Okay. And of course we have <laughs> our donation button on our website. If you want to go and, and donate to the success centers for the complete cause of who we are in this community. Um, we're also expanding. We're in Oakland. We are now in San Mateo. Uh, we just applied for a, a grant in San Jose. So we uh, want to grow and help folks, uh, you know, in all of California, uh, especially in the Bay area, to achieve the dreams coming to a city near you success centers (laughs) there you go (laughs) thank you so much have a beautiful day angela and thank you all for listening well thank you for having me 